You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good evening, everybody. Robert Carrillo here at the Metro Vision Studio, and I want to welcome you to Midweek and uh, welcome you to something really special that we're doing tonight. Actually, truth is, it's kind of bittersweet uh, because uh, we have with us tonight Dave and Kelly Morris, which I know everybody knows, everybody loves. And um, unfortunately for us, they're going to be moving to Atlanta, which is a huge loss for us, but a huge blessing for Atlanta. And when I when they called me, told me that of their plans to move, I wanted them to be able to share some thoughts with all of us. I know they have been faithful, amazing disciples for many, many years, actually 30 years uh, when they became Christians. The church here in L.A. was only two years old, and um, they have been devoted, they have been committed, they have persevered through much, they have been great examples. So I just wanted, I, I asked them if they could just share some thoughts with us as the church here and as their family. And so I've got some questions prepared, I'm going to ask them, and then they're really going to just share with us their hearts, and I know we're going to get to learn a lot and really be blessed by this. So um, so I wanted to get an opportunity to do this before they head off to Atlanta. Um, so I'm going to ask a few questions and um, they're going to answer and, and we get to learn from them. I love this, that we just get to sit at their feet and learn from them. So let's go ahead and start out with a prayer and then we'll jump on right into the questions. Father God, thank you so much for being our God and thank you for all the amazing people that you put in our lives, God, for all the wonderful friendships that we get to have in your church. And uh, Father, we especially are just so grateful for Dave and Kelly and what they have been to the LA church and what they have been to so many that have blessed so many people in their relationships, in their example and all that they do. God, uh, we are we are sad that they go, that they are going, but we are glad that they are going uh, faithful and such great examples. And we know that they're going to be a great blessing to the church they're a part of in Atlanta. Please bless them. Please bless their plans, their travel, their move, everything they do. Thank you, God, for blessing us with them and their friendship over the decades, God, that they have been here. We love you, Father. We ask that you bless tonight and uh, bless our time together talking and Help us to learn all that we can, and thank you for the privilege of sitting at their feet. We love you, God. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, okay, I'm going to ask David Kelly, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. First of all, just thank you for being here. Thank you for being willing to do this. I know it's a little weird, you know, and and I know it's, everybody's kind of, you know, it's it's a little bit funny thing being sitting in front of a bunch of cameras and going through all this, but um, just think about our family, you know, our church, and that's, that's who's listening. Everybody's hearing us. And, um, you know, you guys have been such a blessing. You really have. And I'm super excited about this and super excited about being able to ask you these questions. The first, my first question is just tell us about your conversion and how you became Christians and, you know, what led to that? What moved you? What inspired you? Um, that's my first question. So go ahead and, you know, Go ahead and chime in on that one, and then I'm gonna, and I got some more for you. Well, I was met in a supermarket, and the guy in front of me had six items, and I had six items, and five of the items were the exact same thing. And he pointed that out to me, 
and I kind of mumbled, yeah, because <laughs> I didn't, I, I really didn't want to talk to him. I mean, yeah. I was not a happy person. And then I had on a, a t-shirt that said RN on it, and it was my mom's t-shirt. And he said, oh, are you RN? My wife's RN. And I'm thinking, will this guy please leave me alone? <laughs> I mean, ah. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I said, no, my mom's RN. And he just kept going on, and he invited us to a Bible talk. And I, I remember thinking, Bible talk, hmm. So do you really believe in God? And he's just ran on and on talking about how much he loved God. I don't remember what he said, but I do remember thinking that this guy is a really happy Christian. And maybe he can help my husband, who's a depressed Christian, (laughs) become a happy Christian. So I, we compared calendars and I told Dave, we're going to a Bible talk. And we went to the Bible talk. Wow. Um, we became friends with this couple. They had three boys and we had two girls. And their two oldest boys were the same age as our girls. So we went out on dates and got, got to know them. And they um, studied the Bible with me. And I remember them saying that um, my challenge was that I was very prideful. And I said... I don't see any problem with that. I mean, <laughs> pride is a good thing, isn't it? Um, Dave will tell you his part of the story. But then they invited us to a marriage class. And the thing that I found when I went to the marriage class was that I could tell which couples went to this church and which couples didn't. I could tell which couples really loved and cherished each other and which ones were pretending that they oh, loved wow. each other because we were pretending. Oh wow. We were pretending. I mean at that point I realized that I hated Dave. I hated our children. I hated our marriage. And I came to a realization that if it takes God to have a great marriage, then bring them on. Wow. Bring them on. So I became, um, I got baptized and, um, Dave confronted me saying, now that we're all Christians, you can go to church with me one week, one Sunday of the month. I'll go to church with you one Sunday of the month and the other Sundays we'll just go our separate way. And I told him I really couldn't do that. And he challenged me. He said, why not? Why can't you? And I'm thinking, yeah, why can't I? And I prayed. And God answered me. And he answered me that I would never grow in his church, in Dave's church. And so I said that to him. And Dave challenged me. He said, you always want to be right. You always want to be right. And I said, you know what? You're right. I do always want to be right. But hopefully I'm not doing that right now. I prayed and God answered me. And I, and I pray that I 
am in line with God right now. That was uh, that was an amazing thing. We were in we were in quite a time when we were met uh, and, and responded to to people reaching out to us. We we're ten years into our marriage, and we were done. As, as Kelly's saying, the, the kids weren't going to save it, and nothing else was either. Uh, I had been when our girls they're two years apart when when they were around three and five or so that kind of thing. Uh, I wanted to get them into church, want them to learn about Jesus, want them to learn about God. Kelly really didn't have an interest in that, and uh, and although she had been to church in, in her life and, and in her family, but uh, but I'm uh, I'm depressing and legalistic about it and all that kind of stuff. I was no fun, definitely. I was I was no picnic, uh, but I took the, the kids around that kind of thing, and I even brought people from a church that I was going to, and I went to a number of them finding, looking for answers and finding, and there was one church that had this group where they come to your home, and they'd knock on the door and talk to your family and the whole thing, and I, I sicked some of those sisters on the, on the Kelly, and, uh, and that, was, that was not the best thing I could have done. Uh, it, was, it didn't work. Not, not a great episode. But, uh, but there wasn't anything going on in my life that was going to pull her to God, and I was doing this. But uh, again, about the thing about her response is what really moved me. Uh, I, I was at her baptism. The, the, the Bible talk there was very gracious. They let me preach at their baptism. Well, they let me talk a lot. Uh, religious. I'm totally religious. So here's, here's what you need to know. And I'm really happy about this and blah, blah. Uh, but uh, it, it was, but it frightened me. She had, she had made a huge commitment, had nothing to do with anything that I had done. What's going on here? And, and we did have that talk, uh, a confrontational talk. I, I think we're in our bedroom. I've been standing over you. And, you know, yeah, now they're all Christians. Let's trade off on where we go to church and all that. And she hit me with this. We had arguments about lots of things, and then they would get heated, and she definitely knew how to hold her own. I couldn't believe how she was, how 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 humble she was, how calm she was. The the tenor of that conversation was, "Here's here's my situation," uh, and it floored me. I'd never seen that kind of response about something so deep, and for something like matters of faith to really be that important to her was a was a brand new deal to me. Yeah, I, I uh, wait a second, you know, huh? Uh, you, you, you always want to be right. This is just another ploy. Uh, th- those are the words of a desperate man trying to hang on. Because um, I was actually afraid right there at how she was and, and, and how committed she was to, to her growth in faith, which is never important to her. Uh, wow. And it moved me. I, I, I understood right there, you're fighting with God. He's in your home. You had nothing to do with this. So I got on the phone uh, the next morning to the guys who, uh, to, to, to the fellow that met, that, that met uh, Kelly, and uh, said, what do I need to do? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Wow. Three weeks later, I was baptized. Um, my next question, number two, is what do you love about being a disciple and being in the church? Like, what, 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 what's your favorite part of that? What has been your favorite part over the years? So go ahead and tell us that. We'd love to hear that from you. Well, I actually love 
the Bible that gives rules and guidelines on how to live my life. I'm, I'm very legalistic. And so I love that because I had found myself doing things that I never thought I would do. Um, crazy things, um, very sinful things and falling more and more and more into sin. I had, um, cheated on Dave, you know, not once, but twice during our marriage. Um, so I need the Bible to help me make good decisions in my life. And um, as for being in the church, I appreciate the connections that I've made. Um, I'm not really very good at building friendships. I'm kind of an introvert, but I've been able to build great friendships in the church. Things I love about being a disciple are... Uh are the fact that I can clue into what God has for me, that I, I'm learning more and more that God is for me as I come out of the legal thing, as I come out of God being a rule uh, checker, that sort of thing, and, and really get to appreciate more of how much he loves uh, and, and how he's for us. Uh, I, I, I love that. And, and being able to understand that, that he really is my father uh, and that we are taken care of, in situations we put ourselves into, that situations others have imposed on us, whatever, he's always taking care of us. And, and that's, I've got to be where I am in my own spirit to be able to appreciate that, to be able to have things to be grateful, a list of gratitude, uh, which I do. Well, by being in church is the relationships as well. I've been able to be close to people I never would have met in any other way. Simply wouldn't have. And had opportunities to do things, uh, have had people believe in me about things that are important in, in, in terms of how I can serve and how I can help and how I can encourage others. And those, uh, those relationships where I've been mentored and been able to pass things on to other people, things that are important. Uh, I only get that here. I'm grateful about it. So the third question for you is, what do you hope to see the church grow in? You know us. I mean, you know us. You've seen us grow. You've seen us through good times, through tough times, through really difficult times. And you've, you've seen it all. So what do you, you know, just knowing where we're at today and what's happening now, what do you hope to see us grow in? I mean, this is kind of a soft challenge that you were asking you to give us. What would you like to see us grow in? I'd love to hear that. And thank you for sharing that. Well, I'd, I'd like to see the church become a more welcoming culture. Um, I'd like to share a story. A friend of mine is taking a class, and it was through Zoom. And the instructor of the class asked the people in the participating in the class to introduce themselves or share something, you know, anything. And actually asked the people that speak up readily to take a step back and allow the other people that are maybe shy or maybe not sure of themselves to share. And there was silence on the line for five minutes before somebody finally spoke up. Now, I can't imagine that happening in church. Okay. 
I can't imagine waiting five minutes for somebody to speak up and inviting the people that are shy to speak out. And I'd love to see us not be so quick to speak, um, quick to give advice, quick to rebuke, um, but we're very slow to listen. What's the rush? Um, the quick answers are off the cuff and they aren't usually very helpful. You need to have more faith. You need to be more forgiving. You need to give more grace. Well, you know what? If you give people time to speak and speak from their heart, they'll usually work through their challenges on their own. And then you learn so much more about what's going on in their heart. And I'd love to see us take some time and relax, not be so much in a rush to answer questions and always be right. Uh, I follow along in the same thing as far as where where we can grow and change, and uh, and it comes into our relationships with with other people in and outside the church. Book of Job, uh, Job's three friends come to him, and they do a, a beautiful thing. They sit with him for a week, and they're silent, and they mourn with him the losses. And they're silent, and they mess it up and start talking for about thirty three chapters or so, but. Right there, they're, they're with him. And to be able to learn about someone, give, give someone space, uh, takes an emotional maturity that, and a spiritual maturity that, that, we can, that we can attain. But this is what Jesus is about. He asked questions that he knew the answer to. Why would he ask questions he knows the answer to? Yeah, allow the other person, draw the other person out. And like you were saying too, the other person gets to hear their own thoughts and, and move and move forward on their own. And it's 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 important for us to be able to, to give respect to people that we encounter. Uh, it is an area that we can grow in. It's important. As as we meet people who aren't like us, believe be more important. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Especially people that aren't like us. Yeah. Question number four, what is your vision for Metro? Like what, what do you see that could happen for us? What do you see that we could become? What do you see in the future for us? You know, that we're, we're praying, we're trying to be our best. We're trying to have our own revival and, and, and really make the future glorious for God and for everybody in the church. So I'd like to know what, what do you see with, you know, thought of, you guys, again, you know us all, you know our strengths, you know our weaknesses. What do you see that we could become and that we, what difference can we make? That's, that's, that's my last question. I'm going to jump in on that one first. Wait a minute, wait switch a minute. It up a no, no. <coughs> Me first. Yeah, you sure? Because you have an inspirational message. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> ah, you've been inspirational. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? I'd like to see us become a multicultural church. Yeah. Because right now, we're predominantly an African-American church. And that's not where God would want us to be. We need to pray to get our hearts open so that we reach out to people from different backgrounds um, 
ethnic backgrounds. Where's the Asians? <laughs> the Hispanic, the white, where are they? We need to reach out to them. You know, I really admire Dave. We bought a house in a predominantly white neighborhood. Well, actually, it's pretty much like all white. But Dave has been on top of it as far as meeting our neighbors. And he's using the dog. He walks the dog and <laughs> meets other dog owners and meets people out in their front yard. And we have been able to establish friendships with our neighbors all around us because of Dave's commitment to build friendships in our neighborhood. And I love that. And I would love to see us become a more multicultural church. The um, <clears throat> now, now I, it's your turn. I'll go. I'll, I'll go then, because yeah, th- this is this is the the dream that I I really love this. I do um, to follow up on on this this thing about being welcoming, about engaging other people, and being free to talk to people that we're not even like. Uh, Jesus is about that all the time. His followers were about that all the time, and uh, and, and it happened. They dealt with that. We're not going to meet people who are who don't know about Jesus. We're not. As we grow and as we, as we reach out, we're going to meet millions of people who don't know anything about how Jesus treats people and how followers of Jesus treat people. We're not going to see too many people who experience that in their lives. Uh, it's just about all we really need to do. Uh, the, the teachings that we're getting, by the way, have been particularly helpful. Uh, we we just recently have been <clears throat> uh, recommended a book, uh, the, the Kingdom of God, and uh, the first first volume of that one took me about a year to read. It's an easy read, it's a challenging read uh, to take a look at at how we identify ourselves and when we become free, uh, and it's and it's work because we have a lot of people among us who have been in trauma about their own lives and their own growing up, let alone whatever may have happened in the church, but just in their own lives. There are things that a lot of us need to, to work through to acknowledge and give to God so we can move forward because we are free. And when we're free, and we know we are, and we can do something about, uh, about who we are and who's among us. There's this square rectangle area that I really want to go after. It's a little bit south of the 10 freeway. It's East of the 405, it's north of the 105, and I suppose you could stretch it out beyond the 110, maybe to the Long Beach Freeway. Nobody's fighting this for it but the devil. No one's fighting this for that. Um, and I think that the fact that, that I haven't heard about anyone uh, really making big noise about raising God up in that area uh, is, is a challenge to me. I think I think God has reserved that area of the map for us, as much as anyone else for us. It's on us to uh, to be the church. It's on us to think uh, in ways in which we are free and we're free to engage the world and 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 to and to be interested in other people. Whether you're an introvert, I'm an introvert too. Whether to be an introvert or an extrovert, uh, we all have uh, have a role to play in in moving the kingdom forward. I think we're really tie in 
as Paul did, uh, to being a citizen of heaven and being a citizen in the world, to, to understand our, our ambassadorship, to understand our role and how powerful we really are, um, we'll do that. We'll be able to, to reach out and, and fill that, uh, that, that area on the map that right now uh, is, is, is a donut hole. Uh, God has reserved an area for us, and I'm excited because we can do that. It is mission work. It will require us to work together. It will require our regions to work together and get the resources going. But all of us have a role, whether to go in there or to support. Um, I'm excited about our future here. We're going to do something great. Thank you so much for all that you've been. Thank you for the, the example that you've set, the, the love. I mean, I can't even imagine how many times you've just loved people and you've cared for people and you've served. And I mean, 30 years of loving, serving, giving, being devoted. I can't imagine how much you have persevered through, how many times you may have been hurt, how many times you may have disappointed, disillusioned, and yet you didn't leave. You've stayed. You've, you've just kept on loving, kept giving, kept serving. I mean, wow. I mean, we stand in awe of that. That's, that's huge. And, and, and what an example that sets for all of us. And we're so, so grateful. Thank you that you have hung in there with us all, that you've allowed God to refill you and strengthen you and move you forward. And we truly wish the best that God bless you in all that you do. And we know that God is going to use you in great ways there in Atlanta, in Atlanta. And please come back and visit us or send us a, a note in a video or something. So we'd love, we'd love to just even hear in a couple of months how it's going. Are you settled in? Is everything, you know, are you able to connect? I know there's a lot of great brothers and sisters. I have a lot of friends in Atlanta. So I just, I, I've already started telling them, you guys are so blessed to get this couple. And I know you're going to be a great blessing there. So thank you. And thank you for everything you shared tonight. Thank you for everything you said. Help us. I, I, I pray, all, you know, just to everybody, we, we, we need to learn all we can from heroes like Dave and Kelly. Thank you, guys. And God bless you. And when coming You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.